Welcome to the Daiku Podcast with Gary Snow. Hi, this is Gary Snow. Welcome to Daiku Games and uh, our first introduction podcast. Who will be talking about who I am, my history with uh, the game industry, and uh, where we go from here. So. You know, without further ado, uh, a little bit about myself is that, uh, you know, as a young boy, probably uh, around the time I was maybe 10, 11 years old, um, one of my friends brought in an old Dungeons and Dragons box. Um, I had seen my older sister play with her friends a little bit and it intrigued me. And, uh, and I was immediately kind of hooked. I mean, I had grown up uh, fantasizing about being a knight and Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. So it just all kind of made sense. Uh, so when I had the opportunity, the first thing I did is convince my parents to buy me the red box, the basic red box. And uh, that's where I started my RPG and Dungeons and Dragons world. So it was uh, something that I've always enjoyed. I've he carried it with me throughout my whole life. Had some really good experiences with my friends over that time. And, uh, you know, as we graduated from the basic red box and we saw the Gary Gygax uh, advanced version, and advanced obviously means better, so uh, we started to buy the books, the first uh, cover books. And uh, we'd all, as our group of, I guess, teenagers at that point, we would each buy one book whether it's the Dungeon Master Guide or the Player's Handbook or Monster Manual. And then we eventually graduate to the uh, the uh, gradient covers, which I thought were always really well done. But uh, we, we played with that for a number of years. And great summers, great evenings, uh, great weekends. And couldn't have asked for a better uh, activity as a kid growing up. And uh, so we... You know, as we got older and we all started getting our uh, jobs, we started to really invest into the the world of what Dungeons and Dragons and uh, other role playing games that were coming online at that time were offering. So, you know, we had some people that were really into Second Edition. Um, we had other people that were really into Robotech and uh, the Palladium games of uh, the Ninja Turtles. And uh, actually, I quite enjoyed, I know Palladium's got a bit of a bad rap, but I quite enjoyed that whole system, uh, primarily when it came to uh, heroes. And this is leading into Daiku games a little bit, so it's a bit of a precursor to where we're heading at now in Daiku games. But I really enjoyed the Palladium Heroes game, but um, as I'll discuss in a little bit, the... Uh, the elements of hero games in, in general are kind of problematic, but I'll cover that in a little bit. And uh, then there's Palladium Rifts, which I really enjoyed. And it's that whole multiverse that they really pitch that you can use different um, genres all kind of mashed up, which I always really, really appreciated. It gives you a little bit of everything and you can decide as a game master what you want to do with those um, characters or settings. And, you know, I, at that point, my mind was always racing with how could I make my own system? I loved finding kind of books in either thrift stores or I'd go to conventions and buy in the auction, you know, uh, GURPS or uh, 
Traveler uh, was a favorite of ours, kind of one of those uh, breaks from the regular Dungeons & Dragons. We'd play Traveler. Uh, I bought Gamma World. With that said, never played it. Uh, other games that kind of fall into that category were Boot Hill and Gangbusters, TSR games that I really thought, boy, this is interesting. I like to see how they kind of make the rules work. And I'll have to say that the rules kind of never really stood out as anything special, but I like the, the genre settings. And uh, like I said, I really played around with making my own games and settings and was always making notes and thinking about how I would actually design games. And, you know, it went on to, I uh, bought all the Gazetteers and uh, it was a bit of a throwback to the uh, basic sets. And I had the expert and masters and uh, I think it might've been immortal after that. I can't quite recall. Um, but the reason I can't recall is because I ended up, uh, you know, getting married, having kids, having a career and, having three bins of old uh, Dungeons and Dragons games didn't really make a lot of sense. So I ended up uh, ending up selling those. As sad as it was to get rid of those games in those three bins, uh, I do feel they probably went on to help somebody get into the systems that uh, were in there. So I can't totally regret that. But I would periodically dip back into the gaming world and and I'd always go, I wonder if this is the time. Uh, the first one was when D20 and the open gaming license happened. And it kind of excited me that, uh, you know, what used to be insurmountable to start your own game seemed a little bit more feasible. Uh, however, with that said, uh, you know, time being what it was and me not having a lot of it, I tended to pass on that. And I also, you know, wasn't 100% sold on the D20 system in general. And uh, there's a part of me that always went, you know what, something could be better. It, it seems always a little bit clunky. And, uh, and that's no uh, slight against um, the designers of that because, you know, time, time goes on and things change and, and things adapt. And I actually ended up missing out on the, the whole transition to more story-driven games. Now, this is also going to sound a little bit harsh, but uh, for me, I've since returning into the gaming world and seeing the story games, I've have to say, I'm just not a huge fan of them that when you feel that, uh, the, the results are determined, there's no risk um, to your players to not achieve their goal. And it's more of a, uh, improv setting than actual gaming. Like it's, it's basically people sitting around telling stories rolling dice to see how successful they are in the story but ultimately the story is predetermined and it's more of an improv night and uh, so for me you know to each their own that's never been something that I was interested in but uh, more recently uh, probably within the last two or three years in the OSR movement and uh, that really struck me and uh, I've seen like a lot of interesting developments come that way. There's a lot of great resources out there. There's a lot of analysis of what makes a good gaming system. And I probably, as I go through my own journey, I would say that the gaming systems that I tend to gravitate towards are old school gaming. But with that said, I, I still really think that there's room to improve as far as trying to be um, more minimalistic and have rules that just kind of flow. And going back to when I saw the multiverse and 
and GURPS and and those types of systems, I've always in my head gone, I bet you, I bet you something could be done there. So through Daiku Games, I'm attempting that and I've, you know, done as much as I can in that direction. And I've had breakthroughs that I'll share in future podcasts as far as lessons that I've learned through that internal process that hopefully can be shared out with uh, other people. But uh, when I finally said, you know what, this is the uh, the time to do it. My career has been about marketing and graphic design and layout and uh creative pursuits uh, and video and animation that I, I, it's funny that uh, my whole career has actually been leading up to this. So uh, more recently, I, I finally decided that this was the time between OSR, my desire for a minimalist system, uh, a game setting, um, which I'll talk about uh, the city's grim shortly that uh, I'd like to see come to fruition. And uh, so for me, this is an exciting time, and uh, the reason I chose uh, Daiku Games, which um, is going back to that minimalist idea, the whole concept of being a minimal system. And uh, as we all know, a haiku is a, a three-line poem. Off the top of my head, I can't tell you how many syllables are on each line, but ultimately I kind of wanted to take that approach for role-playing games where it was a minimalist system and so that's uh, that's what has been driving uh, a lot of my creativity and it feels pretty good it has uh, a, i hope an osr kind of feel to it um, but also hopefully advancing things i've seen so many other people out there that are doing minimalist games and uh, it's tough to strike that balance of e- you see some of these one-page games and they're kind of fun and you go, okay, I I really love how minimalist it is. But when you don't have too many rules, then it actually puts a lot more work on you running the game. So it's not actually helping. It's it's kind of more of a, a niche that, hey, it's a one-page RPG, but does it actually function? Um, you know, it's not for me to say, but others to to judge. But for me, I've always said, you know, you have to, I'm trying to find the right balance between complex rules and minimalist rules so that it's actually not a lot of work for people to use my games. So that's been kind of my approach on how I've been um, uh, pursuing the whole Daiku games and uh, how I'm designing uh, games, uh, both a minimalist system and then um, settings. So the the first setting that uh, I'm working on is called the City's Grim, and uh, it's been a long journey. As I alluded to earlier, it was more about uh, started off kind of superheroes, and I always had like more of a dark, old school like Arkham Asylum, Batman, Gotham City kind of feel to it, but it still was set in modern times. And when I um, started in on finding something unique versus just regurgitating DC or Marvel, um, what I actually honed in on was there's a really interesting era that I've always admired from a storytelling perspective and a a possibility perspective. And so the, the setting 
or the time frame of the city's grim is 1935. It's kind of between the wars. It's after the worst of the dirty thirties and before world war two. And I'm sure everybody is familiar with watching Indiana Jones. And when you would, you know, see the Nazis that were not in a wartime yet, but they were out there pursuing occult mysteries. Um, it was just that whole era of there's still secrets out there in the world. There, you know, lost civilizations, relics that were undiscovered. And then if you combine that era with some of the other interesting things of the golden age of superheroes in the evolving time of that and you know superman was essentially brand new or coming into its own there was sci-fi uh, written material like doc savage that uh, was kind of a precursor to that and uh, which i think i'll probably end up devoting a whole podcast to doc savage at some point because i do find that whole transition very very interesting but uh, so between the uh, occult Indiana Jones, World War II lead up with uh, Nazi Germany and spies, um, as well as, you know, there's the reporters, uh, there's an essence of uh, gangbusters to it. Um, and I always liked the idea of gangbusters, love the untouchables, but somewhat limited. You know, you have your G-men and your, your gangsters, but if you throw that in there with the whole multiverse, uh, to steal that from Rifts, where you have um, a lot of different settings and a lot of different um, ideas kind of coming together at one single point um, in 1935, that's, I think, what you'll see uh, in The City's Grim, where it's, it's a bit, you know, dark, mysterious, X-Files, Casablanca, um, Indiana Jones and uh, the Untouchables all kind of mashed together, which I hope is a fairly exciting uh, setting. So I'll be going way more into depth in that in the near future, but that's a bit of a teaser heading into it. The uh, other thing, going back to the uh, game systems, is that uh, I really like the idea of playing with the game mechanics. And um, I will be starting up my own uh, Patreon in the very near future where it actually explores uh, game systems more. And there will be opportunities for people to participate in designing those systems with different levels. And there's a couple minimalist games and games rule settings that will be part of the Patreon. And uh, so I'm excited to, to launch that. And that's kind of like a little lab experiment Patreon site. It won't include the city's grim content or very little of it it's going to be more about uh minimalist systems so uh kind of two little projects on the go is the uh the patreon minimalist game mechanic patreon system and then uh the city's grim which uh we hope or when i say we it's a kind of a royal we it's me <laughs> uh essentially at daiku games um i do everything from write to uh, design to market so it's kind of a one-man show but uh, I'll probably often use the term we quite a bit because I just kind of feel it makes sense when I say Daiku games and the hope for the future of it um, so uh, I think that's it for now all I can uh, say is I uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast uh, you can always go visit us online at uh, daikugames.com 
There's a Facebook group or Facebook page, Daiku Games, Instagram, uh, Twitter, um, Itch.io. Um, we're kind of everywhere. So if you want to go uh, say hi, uh, feel free to uh, join, follow, share. Always very much appreciated. Uh, tell your friends, uh, and if you think some of this might be of interest to them. And uh, until the uh, next episode, uh, I hope you have a really good time. Thanks. Bye.